Welcome everyone. This is Quantum Nurse live stream and I am Grace Asagra. Are you ready to cross the river? This is the question that our guest, Kevin Jenkins, always say. And with me is my co-host, Hartmut Schumacher from Go Your Own Path, all the way from Germany. So we Hello, welcome everyone. Kevin Jenkins. And Kevin, in, in this live stream, will ask the question other than, are you ready to cross the river? Let me just say that he might, we have to ask what river? And what if we don't cross the river? What if we just stay where we are right now? And what happens when we cross the river? And what do we need to cross the river? And in this live stream, we will also talk about the recent World Freedom Day that just happened, I believe in New York City. It was a weekend, last weekend. Because even myself, I was trying to get some information and I could not really get a lot of information about it. And we are going to also discuss about medical racism, especially referring and using the documentary film, Medical Racism as a reference. And at the end of this live stream, with under Kevin's leadership and conversation with us, we'll talk about what freedom fighters should be doing in the next 90 days. Because we've been saying this all along and what we do now other than educating ourselves is to be able to take some action steps. So th thank you so much, Kevin. How about, please tell us more about yourself, your background and what you're doing now. Oh, you're muted. You're Sorry, I apologize. Um, of course, you know, this is my second time on your sh lovely show. It's a powerful tool to send message around the world about, you know, what we're going through. And I'm really appreciative that you've allowed me to come and sit with both of you again. Um, tell everybody else that was on the show with me before, hello. Um, I missed their presence. But, uh, you know, I'm the CEO of Urban Global Health Alliance. Um, we, we are single to focus on, you know, advocacy, education, and public policy. You know, we believe if you build a healthy um a healthy community, um, you can build a healthy society. I think that's what's important. We need a healthy society focused on health, focused on what freedom is, focused on what body sovereignty is, focused on how we could build a healthier society so we can lead a productive life that I think will change the world. I think with a healthy community, I think the world changes. And, you know, when we talk about environmental, you know, issues, when we talk about you know, the issues of vaccines, when we talk about, you know, medical apartheid, medical racism, you know, these are the things that, you know, in my community, we're still fighting against. So, you know, our institution is very single focused in those three areas. And we're really truly committed to, you know, changing the world and linking with all of the people around the world to create the outcomes we need that will bring a better, better world for our children. Because basically I'm doing this for my children. I'm doing this for my grandchildren. I'm doing this for your grandchildren. I'm doing this for every child, you know, um, in the world. Because as a child, I was given so much. As a child, I was given great opportunity. As a child, I grew up in a phenomenal community that loved me, you know. And, you know, I'm a man of faith and I love God. And I think right now we're in a spiritual warfare. And it's time for godly people that love God to stand up for their rights. 
And I'm going to be doing this probably until the end of my life because I think this battle is going to be a continuous battle. And if we don't stand up for ourselves, what good are we anyway? So, you know, I can go into my 30 years of experience in economic and community development, government affairs. You know, I can do that. But right now, I'm singular focus on building this institution called Urban Global Health Alliance. I have a great team of people that work with me on a daily basis. And, um, you know, we're basically a year old. Our year anniversary is coming up. And it's like we've been doing this for a lifetime. I feel like I've been doing running this institution for a lifetime because right now we're in the middle of some really, really serious things happening. And um, we have a lot of dark forces out there that are working against us every day. So this is what I do every day, coming on your show and having this conversation with the world, having this conversation with people that look like me and look like you, whatever tribe you're a part of. I think that we have enough opportunity to get to know each other, get to meet each other and start to share our, you know, our values. And if we can have a, a like values that are alike, I think we can really do some great stuff. So that's where I'm at today. Um, so I'm excited about being on the show with you today. You're, you're on mute now. You're muted now. Okay. Again, we are equally grateful that you are doing what you're doing and we're doing what we're doing and we can collaborate. You know, um, when I came here in 19 in United States from the Philippines in 1985, I always say that from the higher source, he the higher source put me in a situation where I cannot I, I don't have to fool around so much because I was um, introduced right away with a group of African-Americans or the black people who were studying who they are. And I still treasure that because if not for the for God putting me in that community, I would not really have that strength to be sharing what I'm sharing now. And I would not even have that full understanding of my relationship as a person of color from the Philippines. So it was really, it, it, so I may, sometimes I feel like I am feel a little biased because I easily understand what the black people are went through, had, had gone through and still going through. Although I always say that every race has their own experience of racism and injustice, but nothing, nothing as compared to the ongoing racism that's happening to black people. And so I really res I respect what you're doing. And in, for, in that co conversation, I would like to ask the question that even if there's so many types of racism, what is it that is most is devastating enough when we talk about medical racism because there's education racism there's just it's, it's all over so in the medical racism especially in that document how what is that impact and why isn't it stopping well here here's the issue when we use the word medical racism so we're talking about an industry that has commoditized and profit off of the black body. We've been experimenting on in this country since the day we came here, and we still are. The medical industry, the government, 
And all of these um, um, healthcare um, organizations around the country and around the world have made it a practice to experiment on black bodies. That's why we have so much chronic illness. That's why we have high rates of autism. That's why we have the highest rates of comorbidity. I mean, I can go down the line. So when you talk about medical racism, it is a construct of a system that works against a group of people. Now, some people might say, well, I don't get the best health care when I go to the hospital. Well, guess what? That's by choice. A lot of black Americans, when they go to the hospital, they're not looked at as if you know they're human in the sense that the doctor should be there to protect their value as a human being. So the construct of the healthcare industry has always been working against black Americans from day one, from day one. So when you look at what's happening in Africa right now, what has happened in Africa in the last 30 years to right now, if you look at what's happening in this country, this system, this structure of medical racism is prevalent in everything that we see in our communities. But the thing that's disheartening to me and, and I'm using that word in a very cynical way because I understand what it's about. You have black medical doctors. You have black healthcare professionals. You have black elected officials. You have black elected um, pseudo intellectuals, I should say. You have the black journalistic class. They're all now taking big pharma money, big pharma's money to lie to their people. They're actually marching their people. You know how the Indians had the, the trail of tears? Well, this is our trail of tears. This is our final solution. And you have black Americans in this country actually sending signals to black Americans that don't understand this issue the way that we do, that it's all right to take an experimental vaccine, that it's all right to turn their bodies back over to the slave master, that it's all right to give your body freely to a group of people that have been experimenting on you from day one. I mean, think about that hard. Think about the fact that you have a person like Queen Latifah and Spike Lee, the fake black entertainment class. They are not, they don't speak for the black community, but the corporation of white supremacy is so brilliant and they know that we're not thinking about this in a very direct way, in a protective way, that they would say that those people speak for us and they will pay those people to promote the death that they're promoting right now. Now, so they're, they're black Americans participating in that right now. Forget about white America. I'm talking about what black Americans are doing to themselves. Now, if I tell you it's experimental, if I tell you it's not been FDA approved, if I tell you that it's going to have this impact on your body, it's going to have impact on, you, on, on your children. If I tell you that, at least be open to going out and studying and listening and trying to figure out if it's true or not. They're not even doing that. You have black pastors that have um, closed down their churches and zoomed in Jesus. And now they're opening up their churches to sell the devil's product. Not one of these elected officials, not one of these medical professionals, not one of these healthcare providers, not one of these entertainers, right, can sit down and have a conversation with me about if I'm right or if I'm wrong. Because their narrative is the narrative of the tyrannical global elite that want to wipe us out. And we're all participating in it. Now, I said this to you before. This has been done before. Margaret Sanger did it with some of the most prominent black Americans in the country and black organizations in the country. And she paid them off to go into the black community to do what? To promote abortions, genocide. So this is eugenics 2.0 with the same people, the same kinds of black Americans doing the same thing to poor black Americans. Now, the big tragedy is you have some 
black Americans that you would assume to be smart people, that would be fairly intelligent, that they would go out and do their homework, well, they're the worst. They are the worst kind because they actually believe that they're morally correct. They actually are telling senior citizens to go take an experimental vaccine that will shorten their life. Now, if I am wrong, Grace, if I am wrong, they should come on this show and tell me I'm wrong. If they're telling me my facts are wrong, they should come on this show and tell me my facts are wrong. That's it. This is how you get rid of me. Oh, we're not going to get rid of no, you. No, 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 no. What I'm saying, but this is how you get rid of me. If I am wrong, don't hide in a corner and say they are wrong and they're, they're engaged in conspiracy. Because when we said they were going to stop you from traveling, when we said that it was an experimental vaccine, when we told you that these emergency orders were to trap you in a house and destroy the economy, when we told you what they were going to do to your children, when we told you about tracked and tracing, I can go on. Everything we said has been factual. When when those women were fighting for years to say something was wrong with my children, everything they said was right. Everything, not one thing did they say was wrong. But what I think they did get wrong is that they thought more people would understand even now that humanity is on the brink. So there are black Americans enslaving their own people. There are black Americans tricking their own people. There are black Americans selling their people garbage as hope. And if you wanna get rid of this black American, Right? Come on your show. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me my facts are wrong. They cannot do it. So now they're taking money from Big Pharma. They're now, the education cartel, the, the tech industry, the financial industry, all of those industries are aligned to wipe us out. And we're all walking around here with the mask of shame on like it's normal. I was in New York the other day speaking at the, um, the World Freedom um, Rally, and I was wa walking around Manhattan, and you know, I grew up in that, that playground of Manhattan. I know it really, really well. And I was watching all of these young people walking around with masks on like it was a fashion thing. Like, oh, I'm accepted, I'm walking around with a mask. Not realizing the long-term and short-term damage it's going to do to their lungs, it's going to do to their kidneys, it's going to do to their, 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 their whole body. Let's just say that the whole entire body. They don't, they haven't done any homework. They're the walking dead. They are the walking dead. Young people. Now, when I was young, I would be questioning that. I would be saying, why am I wearing the mask when this data says this? Why am I trapped in the house when this data says this? Not pseudoscience, but real science. Why would all of these famous doctors from all around the world say, Something's wrong, and now they're being that now they're being sold as some evil people. Think about this: these doctors gave up their careers to stand up for humanity. These parents who are suffering with their sick kids, their everyday kids, right? They're forever children, I should say, that came out and put their lives on the line. They were anti-vax, anti-industry that's indemnified from liability. Anti-industry that has murdered millions and millions and millions of people around the world. But they're anti an industry, right, that does not value humanity or value the, the human body. Never, never mind black Americans. Never mind Asian Americans. Never mind Germans. 
This industry is in the practice of destroying your body, destroying your children's body, destroying your community, destroying society. So now, if you want to get rid of this black man, don't deplatform me because I really don't care about that. I'm a black American. I've been deplatformed since the day I was born. So now think about that. If you want to get rid of me, get on here, get on this platform and debate me on it. A medical doctor and or a scientist and or a pseudo intellectual and or someone from the education marketplace, the, the financial, the, debate us on it. They can't, they can't do it because they're evil. And guess what? They are now a lead, they're, what, that's, they're some of the legions of the devil now. That's what I'm calling them. They're modern day slave catchers. That's what I'm calling them. They are war criminals. That's what I'm calling them. We have to call them what they are. I'm totally on your side. And, and what you're calling for in terms of debate, I've been hearing about that lately, you know, that um, just open up debates, open up discourses, and then see what happens, because it's all about the choice anyway. And yeah, for, for some of us who've been fighting before, seeing a lot of these um, injustices and racism suddenly cannot connect it, especially when it comes to their body, that hello, hello. Grace, can I stop you, Grace, can I stop you on this issue of race for a second? I want to address this race issue. Okay. What's happening right now in America is that this is the greatest con game of all time. They have us over here having a discussion about race. This is not about race. This is about humanity. This has nothing to do with race. It has nothing to do with Jim Crow, right? has nothing to do with reconstruction, has nothing to do with systemic racism, has nothing to do with structural racism, has nothing to do with that. They have configured a strategy to use black Americans against white Americans because black Americans right now, when you hear the word race, everything is, it's not true. I'm here to tell you, I understand structural racism, systemic racism, I understand Jim Crow, I understand reconstruction, I understand black American history, I understand global African history, I understand it. this has nothing to do with race. Now, if any black American or pseudo intellectual wants to have that discussion, come on your show. This is about medical apartheid. This is about transhumanism. This is about commoditization of the black body, the white body, the Asian body. This is about our bodies being the profit center for industry and the globalists. They are now fulfilling Margaret Sanger's master plan to not just out wipe out black Americans, but to wipe out all of us. So if we get together, and understand that that race narrative is ridiculous. Because if this was a racial issue, I would say, okay, here is the construct that they're using. Here are all the public policies that they're using. So if you look at the public policies at the federal level, they're taking away all of our freedoms, hmm. every last one of our freedoms. They're now passing laws that take our ability not to be able to have the final rights over our children. That's the government who has failed us, the government that has abandoned us, the church that is now lying to us, the pseudo-intellectual that is now taking money from big pharma, big tech, to do what? Come up with cockamamie responses to our truth. So this is not about race. This is about humanity. That's it, we need to, we need to understand, everyone, everybody to know at home, stop talking about your white privilege because I don't care about it. Stop talking about you understanding my plight because you do not. And why would you want to understand it? 
And guess what? Your white privilege means nothing to me because I want bright, I want black privilege. So please, white America, get up off of that because they got you fooled too. They have you trapped too. Any patriot, any freedom fighter, any parents fighting for their children to protect their children, anybody that's fighting for the constitution of this country and fighting for my body sovereignty, you're my friend, no matter what color you are, no matter what tribe you belong to. You're all being duped. You sound foolish out there talking about racism. Not you, Grace, but you turn on your TV, you have your president talking about Jim Crow. When he passed some of the worst Jim Crow laws of, of, in history to incarcerate the black man for over 30 to 40 years. And he got the nerve to stand out there talking about, what, are you kidding me, Jim Crow? This has nothing to do with race. White America, black America that's paying attention, there's a bigger game here. This has nothing to do with race. Their playbook is bigger than that. So I wanted to spend some time on that race narrative. <laughs> yeah, well, Heaven, you could talk about anything that's relevant and that's what the platform is here for. So uh, I'll pass it on to Hartmut. Yes, Kevin, <laughs> thank you so much. Um, uh, when you're, uh, while you are talking, I got so many thoughts, I got so many thoughts in my mind. Um, um, from from the history of the pharmaceutical industry in Germany to the history of Africa, and um, first of all, I want to I want to tell I want to share with you my thoughts. I'm also completely on your side if you say it has nothing to do with racism. It's it's about humanism. It's about being humans, and being humans means being having a connection to the source, to God, to uh, to the universe, uh, and to know the history, and. Uh, and the interesting thing is, for example, I I love to to watch the videos of Credo Mutua. Credo Mutua was an African shaman, and he said a very interesting sentence while he was watching how Africa was dying by AIDS, which is completely also an artificial thing, but um, it is uh, it is um, a strategy to to kill Africa. And um, he said. They, they need to stop it because Africa is essential for the world because Africa has the potential to heal the soul of the Western people because of their history. Because the history is very, very old. The meteorology in Africa is very, very old. And, um, and it's all about, in my opinion, uh, humanism or also the connection to the universe or God and the confrontation with AI. This is the situation what we are facing at the moment. So the so the reduction of the humanism of the of the human being to to be a body slave, without any spirit anymore. And um, it was it's 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 very old. For example, but here but our technology what we have right now is in yeah it starts in the 1866. With uh, Germany, with uh, Bayer, Hooks, and BASF, the three chemical pharma industry, and the patent law in 1877. And with the patent law, they established in America and in Germany, let's say, the two big sides in order to conquer the world. And this medical industry had nothing to do for, let's say, to, to help people, only to control them and to make patents. And um, the question is, it's 
as I said, it's not about racism. It's and it's about humanism. And the problem is that the bad guys are working like machines. They don't care. If you go to a demonstration, you can. Uh, in Germany, for example, you have the problem that we also discuss whether the demonstrations are infiltrated or not, because you go to the demonstrations, you make the rotor movement or, or the helicopter movement, then they say, step, uh, hold distance, hold distance, and they go back. And that's it. And the, and the, and the, and the government knows that, yeah, because they do it the whole time. And, for example, Mrs. Merkel, for example, in Germany, she wants to, um, she wants that, 90% of all employers will give a PCR test to the employees. And if they don't do this, they will change the work, work the law for work rules here in Germany, which is insane. So the problem is what you also have in America, you have the federal government. You have your big government, which belongs to the bad guys, let's say it this way. Um, and you have and we have to to transform the local area but the pro, but now i i but i stopped thinking like uh, uh, in let's say in medical terms yeah for example is this a vaccination is this not a vaccination is it a is it a genetic code the situation is we have to think a little bit like like ge geological geopolitical and military aspects yeah, for example, if I want to if I want to implement, if I want to transform the local area, then I have to think, what's about the water? What's about the food? What's about energy? What's about telecommunication, electricity? What's about finance? Because the let's say it this way, at the moment the complete employers, the small shops go bankrupt. They will know they will know they will know big. Uh, let's say employer freedom it will go and we have and the situation is that this is the freedom to express yourself to do what you want to do and to give a service what you want to have and now is the question how can we transform this well, Why government? well i think you know you said a couple of things there I, I think that our strategy does need to change i think at the local level is where this all works if we really want to create some change we need to fight back against our local governments who have abandoned us and are being used as a proxy for the globalists and for the national, you know, political apparatus and business apparatus that's driving us with, you know, big pharma and big tech, obviously. So I believe you're right. We need to change our narrative into an action narrative and we need to look at a geopolitical strategy. I think I agree with you that we will start to put pressure on these elected officials that we elect, that we fund, and that we help to organize. I am stunned by the fact that people are allowing elected officials all around the world at the local level in particular to pass these draconian laws that are having an impact on their children, their families, having an impact on their health, having an impact on their business. It is, not, it is without question. It is without question. If we don't start to develop a political strategy and a very aggressive strategy, because they have an aggressive strategy, so we have to have an aggressive strategy. Yeah. This whole keyboard narrative, us all behind our tribunal saying, oh, look what they're doing in Germany. Look what they're doing in Turkey. That's not a strategy. That's not, that's not an actionable strategy. That's, that's, that gets you nowhere. That allows them to keep putting their plan in place. So I, I'm, I'm of the opinion now that we have to take real bold action 
you know, we have to go underground. We have to get into our rooms. We have to start strategizing and doing how we're doing what we used to do that led to the world that we have now that's being destroyed. So I think you're absolutely, I actually agree with you. I think our geopolitical strategy needs to be very sophisticated, very, really, really drilled down on some very specific tasks. And, you know, I think the marching and the rallies are really important because it gives people energy and gets people connected, but it's the work afterwards. And guess what? A lot of these groups around the country will be infiltrated. You know that because I know the history, COINTELPRO. That's what they did to every black organization in this country, every white organization in this country that was trying to do something credible. You know, they destroyed them. They called them terrorists. They said they were bad for America. They were anti-American. They were even bad for the people that they were helping. So this is all this has all been done before. I just found out that I was put on a list the other day of some people that were giving misinformation out, you know, about um vaccines or what other issues. I laughed about it. I said, you're telling a black American, you know, a black American lives in Newark, New Jersey, right? You're saying to me, a black American that's still fighting for full citizenship, that I'm going to put, I'm going to put information out there. I'm going to put false information out there that's going to hurt my people, destroy my people. I'm going to put information out there that takes my ability to be able to educate my people about the issues that are impacting their lives right now. Can you imagine? Could you imagine that they would think that's okay? That I'm going to sell the community that I help to build, the community I live in, I'm going to sell them death. No, I'm not like mainstream media. I'm not like the black pastors that are doing that. I'm not like the pseudo political black political organizations that are taking money from big pharma. I'm not like, you know, the pseudo uh, the, 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 uh, the, the community activists that talked about, you know, changing black America that's taking money from big pharma and big tech. I don't take any of that money. I'm doing the research and teaming up with people like you all around the world to fight them. Now, you can put me on 42 list. I love that. That's not a problem for me. You know, if you want to do that, that's fine. That comes with the that comes with the business that we're in. Truth seekers are always going to be attacked. Truth seekers are always going to try to be destroyed. But I know that playbook because I've seen it before. That's what they did to Malcolm X. That's what they did to Martin Luther King. That's what they did to Ida. They did it to all of us. They did it to Paul Robeson, Nelson Mandela. So anytime you're standing up against this kind of evil, this is what they do. So we have no choice but to fight back. We have no choice but to get a, put a, a better strategic plan together um, to fight against this tyranny. We have no time. We should be up every day, all day working against this. So I understand what you're saying. And I think that that's where I want to go. I want us to lock hands all around the country. Now, if they want to call me a threat and all of that, well, that's fine. Just six months ago, two years ago, if I walked down the street, I would have got killed. Maybe just six, maybe two years ago, if I was driving, I would get stopped driving by while black. Now black is sexy now, you know, black is sexy. Everybody understands the black issue now. Everybody is telling me, oh, I understand you. That is ridiculous. That's not what I want to hear. I want to hear about economic empowerment. I want to hear about ownership. I want to hear about family values. I want to hear about how we build and restore our community. I want to hear about how do we get rid of the barbarians that look like us inside our inside the gate as opposed to the barbarians outside of the gate. That's what I'm interested in. So I'm really concerned about the fact that, you know, people are not, well, I shouldn't say that. Maybe we are saying that. Maybe we are doing that. But we need to be doing more of that. It's interesting because I think in the same way because um, 
um, normally a local area has to come together and has to say, okay, uh, we want to restructure complete our new system, and the situation is we cannot go back. So we have to, we have to be, let's say this way. I believe, for example, uh, AI is maybe it's a time frame. But we have to maybe we have to use it, maybe not, because they will use it. And um, for example, if the opposite what they want is a city full of employers who support them each other and this is my and 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 then i got the idea okay take a city with a lot of employers people who are who, are, who have to drive to do something and for example do uh, crowdfunding together yeah so that the people can collect the money in order to create things to well, create the yeah. internet to create their own yeah because the problem in in, in africa in america for example that the internet and the electric grid is um well, if I'm if my information is right, it's quite outsourced. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, help me. Listen, let me just say this to you. You know, there's three pieces to this. We have to get up out of get out of our denial and understand what's happening is real. We have to get up off our butts, right? And we have to go into the streets to save our own humanity because nobody's coming to your rescue. No one's coming to your rescue, right? We have to speak truth every day. We have to educate people every day that want to be educated. Now, the ones that want to turn their bodies over, there's nothing that you can do about that. If you want to go get vaccine, God bless you. I wish you the best of luck. Right. But I will not be discriminated against because I'm a healthy person. I will not be uh, told that I can't travel because I'm a healthy person. I will not be attacked because I'm fighting for us to be able to be a healthy society so we can grow the society that we always wanted for our community in Germany and Israel and wherever you are. Right. I will not. I will fight against that every day. So that's what's important. We have to get out of our comfort zone. We have to break ourselves away from what we think is this artificial comfort because it doesn't exist. You see how easy it was for them to take it away from you. the global economy is going to fall apart. And then that means we will be trapped in perpetual chaos. That means that the poor people in this country will be eliminated. That means that the global elite that owns almost four to 15, 16 trillion dollars will control everything we do. And they will use their straw men to manage that in the courts. How we buy product, how we walk down the street. Do you not see it? Look what's happening in Israel. You never know, you never would have thought, you never would have thought in a million years that Israel would have succumbed to this. That's how powerful this, the global elite is. Think about Africa. You have some African nations that are saying no, and then their presidents end up dead. Well, it's Corona, yeah. I, but, but just think about what I'm saying, how evil yeah. this is. So this is actually a spiritual warfare like we've never seen before. Yes. So think about this. If you speak truth to power, well, I hate to use that term, it's overused. If you speak truth about an issue, you are now deemed as a terrorist. Now, that meant that the founding fathers was a terrorist of this country. Those founding fathers were terrorists then. That means Martin Luther King, all of the great people of my time, Frederick Douglass, all of the great leaders of my time, they were deemed terrorists. Think about that for a second. So I'm in good company. <laughs> Thank so you. Company. Thank you so much. I pass again to Grace. Thank you. It was a real pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much. Grace, you are muted. That's okay. Take your time, Grace. 
tell us more on what happened in New York in terms of the freedom movement rally or protest. It was, uh, was, it, it was, was it worth it? Oh yeah, it was worth it. I have, I have been out of town for about a week and a half. I was in Georgia and then I was in Tampa and I was called about doing um, this event in New York and I wasn't aware of it at the time. And I was basically like, ugh, I'm worn out, you know? But after talking to the organizers, Kevin and Sophia, uh, uh, Josephine, I should say, um, they really convinced me that, Kevin, we'd really like you to come over and speak um, to the people there in the city because there are other good organizations over there. And I, I thanked them for the opportunity and I thought about it and I went and thank God I did go because, you know, I saw New York come to life. I saw people that really were, you know, talking about how to fight back. I saw community again. I saw people hugging each other and talking to each other and being human and, you know, focusing on hope, you know, hope, love and action. So I was very excited about it. And then I watched, you know, um, Vera and I've watched all of the speakers speak. And it was a very emotional situation because I realized that all of us are putting our lives on the line. You know, some families are breaking up because of this. You know, people are in pain because of what's happening in the world today. So I was honored to be able to have that opportunity to speak. And I had a lot of fun, you know, communicating to the world that, you know, it's our time. This is a defining moment. You know, take a deep breath, you know, find hope and love and, and then engage in action. But I was I really had a great time because I got to see a lot of people that I haven't seen in real time. Like I never saw Vera Sarav in, in real time. I never saw um, Allison. I never saw my friend James Grunvig. I saw a lot of people that I've been talking to for a year and a half and I saw them in the flesh, which was, that was a powerful experience. See somebody that you've been talking to for a year and, and see them in the flesh. It was like meeting your own brother and sister, you know, old friend. So um, the people in New York, I believe are really engaged. I think we have a lot more work to do. I'm very disappointed in the young people in this country that, that we've allowed the uh, universities that we sent our kids to, to brainwash them. I mean, they have no idea what's going to happen. They're going to fall right into the China. Look, it's now called China USA. So you're not mm -hmm. going to be able to work until you're approved by credits. You won't be able to purchase anything. You won't be able to get online. You won't be, if you don't show your face in biometric, biometrically, you basically don't exist. And if they don't give you permission, you're done. So this is what young people are buying into. They've been lulled to sleep and it's our fault. It's mm. our fault. We are to blame for this. So New York was electrifying. It was well attended. Um, and I, I gotta tell you, it just gave me hope. And um, I, I'm gonna be back there again. You know, I've been to, I think 14 states, you know, um, doing Corona in now. And, you know, and I see our language is changing. I see our commitment is, you know, changing. I think we're now connecting with other groups which I'm very pleased about, you know. So if you're a patriot, you're my friend. You know, you're a freedom fighter, a health freedom fighter, you're my friend. If you're an Asian fighting for body sovereignty, if you're Germany, German fighting for body sovereignty, you're my friend. If you're fighting to keep our, you know, our relationship with God and faith, you're my friend. And if you're not doing any of those things, you're not my friend. <laughs> you're not my friend, I'm sorry to say. You're not my friend. Because right now, this is the defining moment of all moments in history. This is it. So at least you're seeing a lot of uh, progress. 
that all the work that um, most some of us or being in the media alternative media is uh, it's happening because we don't want to uh, portray that you know we're just talking like to the wall <laughs> yeah as as far as i know that when you go to new york if you go there with no mask it seems like you're the only person walking with no mask <laughs> it's like it's like the walking dead i mean they're like oh. it's, it, but you know what i'm figuring out too uh uh grace it's fashionable it has nothing to do with their health you know, their virtue, I'm signaling, you know, that has nothing to do with their health. They, they, it has nothing to do with their health whatsoever. They don't believe it at all. I, just, I, I tell you, if I told them put on six masks tomorrow, they put on six masks just to be a part of the club. I never knew I could tell them to jump off the building and it would be so easy. I, never knew that. I just never knew. I never would have thought that. So, you know, I mean, it's really sad to say that you know, a lot of the young people in this country, you know, they have bought the Kool-Aid and I think they better wake up. And this whole race narratives, this whole Black Lives Matter stuff, you know, I'm, I laugh at that all the time because they don't speak for the black community at all. Because it's not about Black Lives Matter, it's about Black Lives Have Value. I never understood it. I don't understand that kind of stuff. And I'm saying, wait a minute, when you say matter, that's like you're asking for permission to exist. I have value. My ancestors built this country. My black body was commoditized to build the wealth of this country. I am an American. That flag is my flag. These streets are my these, these streets are my streets. They were built on the bot on the back of my ancestors' blood and body. So I am very comfortable with having that conversation. So the whole race narrative is a colossal waste of time. It's what we call maximum sophisticated confusion. <laughs> It's maximum sophisticated confusion. Now you turn on mainstream media, big pharma news, race, 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 race. This one guy goes in and kills innocent people, which were which was horrible. I mean, anybody that kills anyone, my father was murdered. So I'm very sensitive to that. But now it's all about race. It's not about this man being mentally ill, this man being sick. It's not about the fact that those lovely, wonderful people were murdered by someone that should have never had a gun or probably never been on the streets. We don't know. But what they're saying now, it's about race. No, no, it's not. It's about us needing to do a better job of protecting ourselves from people like that. That individual was a, well, he's a criminal now. He's probably mentally ill. And it's a sad day that that's still happening in this country. We're the most violent country in the world. Oh, talking about that, and that's why the same thing as instead of just uh, these, these are like symptoms, symptoms of the systemic problem of our country, you know. And but they don't address that. In in fact, sometimes I wish if I have the power when they were there was a lot of shooting in schools. I said then and and the person shooting died. So I want to do an autopsy. On or look at the medical background of these people and what could be happening in their health situation. But I guess they wouldn't do that because that's not money. That's not where the money oh, uh, is. Why and, do you have they, to? And they can't sell a propaganda. They can't sell a propaganda. <laughs> I mean, like, and, and, and me talking this way, you would, you, I mean, I'm having this conversation with both of you. Someone would say, well, he's being insensitive. What do you mean? I, I am the son of a murdered father. 
There is no insensitivity about that when it comes to me. I'm very sensitive. I mean, it's just think about the just think about the hubris and the audacity for somebody to try to cancel me because I don't agree with your narrative. Think about that. That's sick. That's mental illness. And we are all sick for purchasing it. We should get rid of it. You shouldn't cancel anyone because we have a difference of opinion. You don't have the right to do that. America is on the brink of self-destruction, of no return. Could you imagine someone saying, oh, well, Kevin, you're anti. Well, yes, I am anti anything that does what? Takes my ability to have what? Power over myself. Yes, I am. I'm anti anything that gives an industry, right, that, that identifies an industry from liability from killing my kids and killing my community with drugs that they know will destroy our immune system, weakening our immune system, causing all kinds of impacts on our community. Yes, I'm anti-sex trafficking. I'm anti-anti anything that wants to break up the the break up the family. Yes, I'm a super spreader of truth. Yes. Oh, you think you're going to cancel me? You must be out of your mind. You're not going to cancel me. I'm going to cancel you. And that's the problem with all of us. We're not ready to cancel them. That's the problem. We think we can actually talk our way out of this. You cannot talk your way out of this. You have to take action. So if you take me off Facebook, I go underground. If you take me off Instagram, I go underground. If you take me off your platforms that are controlled by the global elite, that, have not, that are now using our information to, to make trillions of dollars, and now they're using the government and these organizations to engage in propaganda and lie, who cares? Why would we want to be a part of them? We're so lazy. We're lazy. We are lazy. We have we are lazy as a, a world. We know that those organizations are not working on our, for our, on our behalf. We know that. If you disagree with me, come on, Grace Show, and tell me what good they're doing for the world. If you disagree with anything I'm saying historically, please come on Grace's show and have that discussion with me. If I'm saying anything about what's happening in the healthcare industry, what's happening with Big Pharma, what's happening with the education cartel. If I'm putting any information out there that's wrong, come on, Grace's show, and debate me. Well, not debate me, because you're not going to do that. But have a dialogue, because if you debate, you're going to lose. So why, why, are we, why, why are we doing that, Grace? Why are they, why are they um, shadow banning your show? Why are they saying well, you can't they- stay on your show? Right. Why? Why are they saying why 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 are they saying to you you can't have a discussion that's against their narrative? Because you know why? Because you're a powerful voice. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because you stand for truth. The same thing with you, Hamid. Look about look, think of what's happening in Germany. You have all of those Germans there that understand the history of what happened during not the times of the Nazi times of the Nazi uh, regime, right? You did all that work to re, to conciliate with those communities, and now look what's happening. It's the same. Look what's happening. It's as if it never happened in the 1930s, right? Uh, I I saw a very interesting. I, I every in every in every podcast. I don't know why I called Yuri Betzmanov because I like him so much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he is completely right because. Um, I was born in seven in seventy one, 
And with the 68 revolution, this, the, the wild 68, uh, 68 Woodstock, with this, everything changed. Because um, in Germany, we had the Frankfurt School, which has, uh, which has a socialist touch. And they transformed the school system and the university system so that the, every student, every pupil is, is bored, to, bored to death in the school. And this is part of the demoralization process. Right. And if the people are demoralized, they cannot understand the difference between truth and lie. And this is... And this is the problem what we are facing, and this is the reason why the people in New York love to wear masks the whole time. And, and in Germany as well. In Germany as well, it's, uh, um, let's say, at the moment, there are still 20% who talk about the truth, and 80%, well, they got a little bit angry with, uh, with the government, but they don't do anything. Yeah. Well, they're going to get they're getting ready to give up their their freedoms for good. And yeah. you know what? They're going to want to fight back at the last moment, but it'll be done then. The game yeah. would have been played, you know, and, you know, and it's not our job, you know, to go out there and try to convince everybody. It's our job to be able to talk to people that might want to come on the other side because they chose a side. See, this is my position. The government has chosen a side. Yeah. The church is so church, not all churches, but 85% of the churches that I'm aware of, they're chosen aside. The pseudo-intellectual is chosen aside. The black political class is chosen aside. The fake entertainment class, they have chosen big pharma, they have chosen big tech, they have chosen and now partnered with these groups to destroy their people. And if anybody's against what I'm saying, come on, Grace's show and tell me I'm wrong. They all chose a side. Now, we have to choose a side. I know you've both chosen a side, but we all have to choose a side. Because you don't need a billion people to beat them because they're weak. That's why they're trapping us in our house. That's why they're breaking the, the, our local economies, destroying the global economy. They're weak. That's why they're doing that. So we have to challenge them and push back on them and claim our square. Claim our square. This is where we're going to fight from in Germany, where we're going to fight from in France, where we're going to fight, fight from in Ireland. They're attacking all of these prominent doctors, firing them off their jobs, taking their license, taking their license for engaging in informed consent. They're, Have you ever heard of licenses in your life? Grace? And, and, and politicians who are uh, speaking on a, on a demonstration, they lose their membership of the of the political party. So it is a clearly it's a war. And it's nobody a, wants to say it. Nobody wants to say it's a war. Everybody, you know, I love, I love, you know, these people. Oh, the, the word war, that's kind of what? You're in a war for your very life. And you're trying to intellectualize it. I find I find it interesting, guys. I love this conversation today. I, I'm warmed up for it now. I said, <laughs> I said. You have people even in our movement, and I'm using the word movement lightly, that are still trying to appeal to political parties that have clearly said that you have no value. You have people in our square 
that are still trying to hold on to some insane narrative that something miraculous is going to happen in the political system that is going to change everything. No, it's not. The only way we change it if we go into the streets and we take back our government, we take back our churches, we take back our schools, we take back our communities. That's the only way. Now, if you, if anybody out there is against what I'm saying, show me historically where I'm wrong. The situation is that, let's say it this way, many people have do live in the comfort zone. And by living in the comfort zone and also by, we, we are not allowed to, uh, to forget that many people are taking drugs, medical drugs. And the medical drugs have an influence on the emotional body, have an influence on the fear level, which is very low, because um, everything which goes under the fear level will be blocked, so it doesn't exist. And, um, and in order to go on the street like you are proposing it, the people need a specific level of frustration and aggressiveness in order to create the courage to go on the street. Well, you know, when, when people here go on the streets in war, you know, they, they, they watch so much TV, they, you know, organizing is war. Communicating correct way is war. You know, getting up off your butts and going out into the streets and voting people out and voting these parties out, they have already abandoned you already anyway. Any any elected official that's not standing with any of you right now is a war criminal. Of course. Any any black American in this country that's telling black people, black seniors, that's 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 senior abuse. That's child abuse. That's human that that they're they're playing a role to destroy their their the black community. They are war criminals and they're modern day slave catchers. You got to give them names, guys. You're too kind. I'm giving them names. I'm telling you who they are. They're modern day slave catchers. They're war criminals. The black elected officials in all of the major cities in America that are controlled by black mayors, they're owned by big pharma. And but let's say it this way. Um, in, uh, in During the Second World War, there was uh, the Allies who came and destroyed Germany, and then we had the Nuremberg Trials. Yeah, and uh, in this global war, uh, there is no nation who said, "Okay, I will do the Nuremberg trials." At the moment, not because we have to do it; the people have to do it. You're absolutely correct. I mean, Nuremberg trials are there. All of the laws in this country are in place, but let me tell you what they've been doing. They actually have been changing laws quietly, and nobody's paying attention because the people that we elect, right? They're not with us. They're on the other side. So they're not telling us the laws that they're changing to take our freedoms away from us. Yes. They're not. They're not. The, the, elect, the elected official is not telling us, oh, by the way, we're passing these bills to take your rights to protect your child. We're going to take that away from you. Oh, by the right, by the way, we're going to pass bills that when you assemble, you're going to be deemed a terrorist. You won't be able to travel. You won't be able to work. You won't be. Think about that. So there's no, uh, there's no global army, you know, there's no Winston Churchill trying to, 
<laughs> trying to convince the world of what's happening in in, in um and um uh and what's going to what's happening with Germany and England. You know the story, right? Yes, <laughs> he wasn't a good guy, but I always use him, you know, in this way, right? So you yeah. don't have somebody coming across the shores, Italy, you know, Germany, everybody working together, Russians. No, they all are purchased by, you know, the global elite. And we have to get past our denial. Yeah. Well, talking about, talking about calling them, they even have to say that we have to stop calling them as elite because they're no elite. So, you know yes, what? they're all criminals. They've got global criminals. That's my new term. They're, they're global, global criminals. criminals. That's, a, that's a good term, yeah. It's you know what? I'm going to use that phrase. <laughs> yeah. And then even before, what I really notice when it comes to media or things like this, whenever they pump up something, I always have to think, what are they trying to hide? So even before that, when they declared it as a pandemic, what hide again? And of course, I always have to ask, who is losing money in the business that they have to create something? Or who is going to make more money? in this situation so kevin you know when you say what what can we you suggest or other resources that people can do in the next 90 days i think in the next 90 days because you've been around collaborating well i'm not going to give all of the strategy away but let me tell you what i think the, the baseline thing that we we should do um all of the like minds like us all around the world, we need to communicate immediately. And we need to create resources that will allow us to be able to fight them long-term because it's going to be a long-term fight. Yes. So we need to support each, other's, each other economically. We need to look at how we're going to be living in the world that we create, what kind of housing, what kind of shopping, what kind of ownership will we have because they're planning on taking that all away from us. That's what they want to do. So we're going to have to start thinking about what does the world look like for us? Where do we live? How do we live? How do we travel? How do we communicate? How do we build community? How we protect our body sovereignty? How we protect our relationship with God? We have to start thinking that way. At the Urban Global Health Alliance, that's what we do. We're thinking beyond this moment. So that's why, you know, and, and, and a founder of um, Freedom Airway. Right. That's why we're working on how do we build new housing for the 21st century? Now we're looking at how do we build new schools to protect our body sovereignty? That's what we need to be doing. And we need to be sending a political message all around the world that we will not tolerate elected officials that betray us. And anybody in your groups that's telling you to work with those elected officials, they're, they're a double agent. They're working for the government. Because the government has abandoned you already. <laughs> Nothing miraculous is going to happen. So any one of those people how say, oh, we should we... Think about what I'm saying to you. How it about... is innate in us, is it innate in us to want to work with people, right? Um, work with elected officials that might say, I understand your problems. I feel your pain. But I'm only one person, right? Well, then you should be on our side being the one person then. And then they'll say to you, oh, but we got to have some people on the inside. But if you're ineffective, you're not helping us. I mean, come on, this is like common sense for me. I've worked in government, government affairs. 
I understand, you know, the state house. I understand Capitol Hill. I understand global economics, right? I understand, you know, industry and expansion and the expanded industries that are emerging right now. So think about this. So the mask industry is going to be close to a $500 billion industry. The testing industry is probably reaching near trillion dollars right now or close to it. So they've created all of these industries to take our freedom away from us, mask us up. Now they're going to create a passport that says, oh, you're healthy and you're not healthy. Oh, you're healthy because you're taking my poison and you're not healthy because you're saying that your body sovereignty is important to you. That is now that's racism. Now that's discrimination. And it's, uh, it's all, I don't know whether it will come, but uh, it will, uh, let's say, I must be a little bit careful concerning the content. Let's say in theory, um, in theory, that there is the possibility uh, to force, not to force the vaccination, but that they do it like this, or they can do it like this. For example, no one needs to be tested, no one needs to be vaccinated, but in the moment, if you are a shop owner and someone gets infected or get a positive test and by the tracking system they can find out that this 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 was done in your shop you have to pay twenty five thousand dollar penalty and but see but that's you see that's the the, the banana in a tailpipe okay because you could get uh, a virus anywhere viruses in the air you, of have, course. you have 300 of course. million viruses in your body here's the problem we have to start putting pressure on those store owners too that's buying into that because at the end of the day, they can't be comfortable either. So we have to create our own stores, create our own barbershops. See, this is this is where it's going to get tricky for people, just like the airlines. Oh, you want to say I can't travel on your airlines? Oh, you're saying that, oh, I got to follow your rules? Well, we're going to create another airlines to travel on. Oh, I can't come into your country until I get tested 500 times? Well, we're going to go to a country, what? That accepts us. And See, when you start putting pressure on the system that way, right, they lose what? They lose value. And the governments around the world are not going to be able to uh, subsidize these, these, these corporations forever. Yes. And, and in my opinion, this is very important that, for example, um, or in, in my opinion, there is the possibility to establish a cryptocurrency uh, a currency locally. The people have currencies locally and that they have their own funding locally and also their exchange locally so that so that they control the money and they control the server of the money because the situation is this in the next future the next money will not be paper well That's listen it. there's a young lady Allison mcdowell that actually breaks this what the system is going to look like in the 21st century I, I, you know, I would like everybody to go look at Alison McDowell's work. I would like everybody to go look at um, the Book of Arrows work. Um, they are really crafting and developing what the world looks like, what it will look like. And they have done a phenomenal job. Um, right now, we, we, I'm a part of a consortium, NITAC consortium, and we're right now raising money to break the backs of the PCR test, which we will. Um, I just was on the show this morning with Dr. Lee, Dr. James Weiler, Dr. Um, Ely from Oregon, um, and myself, and I moderated it, and they broke down the PCR test. I mean, to its finite. So all of these PCR tests, all of these false positives, 
all of the way, the way that the test is being used, the frequency that's being used, we're going to break the backs of the PCR test. And that's why they don't want us talking. That's why they don't want us working in the way that we're working. Because if they're saying 12 people is stopping people around the world from getting vaccinated, well, I'm very proud of that. That's, that's I'm very, very proud of that. Because this is, this, we need this. Is this is interesting because in Germany the 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 courts are very corrupt, and we have but we have also good courts in Germany, but uh, say the not so much, but we have them. And uh, if there is a law, if there is a lawsuit or one by uh, people in in the for, in foreign countries, they have to listen it. So this is a domino effect. So, and for this reason, we are waiting for uh, for a court in the U.S. who says yes, the PCR test doesn't work. In that well, moment, it goes like um, like a domino effect through Europe, and this is what we are waiting for. Well, I got to be honest with you. Uh, I mean, that's all I can do is be honest with you. If you're looking for the courts to protect us, now maybe in Germany, maybe in the EU, maybe there might be some judges that have some integrity. But we don't have many judges um, in this country that are standing out, you know, on the truth whatsoever. Because, you know, majority of our judges work for the government. Majority of our prosecutors mm -hmm. work for the government. I mean, they're government employees, you know. Uh, so I don't look for them to give us, you know, great support. I look to us to give ourselves great support and go out and fight against this tyranny the way we know how to do it. So if you think historically, you know, how we did it. You know, our, our founding, for your founding fathers, America's founding fathers, my ancestors, we we got to work. We fought against them. Some people did nonviolence. Some people didn't. But none of us are violent. We shouldn't even be in this situation right now. We shouldn't even be talking about this right now. But they want to be God. See, this is, they. they it's not about them having more money than God, you know, as we would say. They want to displace God. They want to rewrite our DNA, but they also want to rewrite our language of faith. It's interesting because uh, um, when Bayer, Höchst, and BASF, the three chemical industries in Germany and pharmaceutical industries in Germany were established in the, in the 19th century, they start to copy the nature. And they had books filled so thick only with formal formulas of the uh, with uh, chemical formulas only the whole time and the executive board of this industry called themselves the council of god wow well you know grace you know grace i, I gotta tell you i always love it when i come on this show because i'm like always it feels to me i'm having a conversation with my my brothers and sisters and we're sitting around the table talking But this is a very critical time in history. This is very serious. Yes. This is very, very serious. And, you know, for all of you people at home that think, you know, the world is going to be okay, this is going to straighten itself out. Oh, if I just take this injection, my life is going to be better. But it doesn't make sense. It, it doesn't add up. If 99.9% of the people recover, if the death total is up to 0.1, 0.3 mortality rate, 
if we know that they're tricking you to believe that everybody that walks into our hospital is dying of COVID or how they classify deaths now, right? If you see the CDC change their rules every day, one mask, six masks, three feet, 12 feet. And if you understand the history of the CDC, the World Health Organization, NIH, now you got the FDA playing a part of it. Now you got OSHA playing. They're all aligned. Years of good science now is thrown out the window. Now when you go in and get this injection, they don't even no, forget about informed consent. And it's an experimental biologic. Now think about that for a second. I mean, just think about that. There's a, there's a lot of mental illness happening in this country, in this world, that they're turning their bodies back over to these corporations that enslaved us forever. We're still redlined in black communities. We still have failing schools in black communities. We still don't have ownership of our communities in black communities. We said, just think about this. This is, and then you have black Americans out there talking about Jim Crow <laughs> and talking about racism. Now you got white people out there saying, oh, by the way, we want you to like us because we understand your plight. But those white patriots out there, those people that work for a living every day, those people that are fighting for their faith and fighting for their family, those are the bad white people. That's what's been wrong with this country all along. Think about, hey, Helmut, Helmut, think about, think about this. And yeah. I want to, and I was, I want to say that not only the the vaccination. Here in Germany, we have um, videos where people put um, the masks and the PCR tests, the sticks under a microscope, and they um, uh, they make it larger a thousand times. And uh, they see very interesting things under these microscope, so that you cannot say that the sticks is clean. So um, it's very interesting. I can only recommend people to buy a microscope for $20, connected by a wireless LAN to your mobile phone, and then take a look at the PCR test or take a look at your masks. And well, then I'm, you sending my son, I'm, sending my, I'm sending my youngest grandson to medical school. Because there's going to be millions of sick people. <laughs> I'm just, you got to laugh at this a little bit. It's, <laughs> it is mind-boggling. You put something on your face and you're sucking back in all the toxins. And you, where do you think it's going to go? It's going to go to your liver, your pancreas, your kidneys. I, I mean, think about it. They just dropped it on like, oh, it's going to protect me from something. I don't know. SARS-1, SARS-2, yeah. Zika. I mean... Yeah, that we must be the most uneducated people in the world, but the most dangerous person in the world is the one that they believe they're educated, that they actually understand these issues. They, they, they make me laugh all the time. I'm like, you don't even know what you're talking about, but they just, you know, what Fauci said. Well, Fauci is the one that's responsible for killing more gay people in this country than ever, and black gay men in particular. Bill Gates is responsible for killing more Africans in the world than slavery. The CDC has been in business of destroying the black body from its inception. The World Health Organization is ran by a war criminal. That's a proxy for Bill Gates. Bill Gates, Fauci, CDC, Pfizer, Moderna, AstraZeneca, they're all a part of it. We're their product. The tech industry, my laptop. 
your cell phones. We're constantly being monitored now. We have contributed to contributed to this thing that they've built to control everything we do. And if we gave it to them, we could tear it down. But see, we're not ready to do that because we're lazy. We're going to turn our kids over to them. We're going to turn our kids. We're going to turn our children over to them. That's what we're prepared to do. And you're putting me on a list. I love it. I'm like, you can put me on 42 list. It's not going to stop the truth from getting out there. It is so insane. Uh, for example, here in the, in the children's school for first class to fourth class in Germany, uh, let's say there are 150 parents in, the, in such a school. You have maybe 10% who question this. Well, and, they don't, uh, and they don't weird they, they think as long as as long as the children doesn't cry or as long as the children doesn't say anything everything is fine well i got one i got one one example yeah well, i don't know whether it's the other schools but this is and this is this is a strategy because in germany the the teachers are now forced to test every single morning the children in front of their comrades, yeah. So if you are, so they make the test, then the, then they have to see. Okay, then then a child has to say, I have, I am negative, yeah, I am positive, and then, uh, yeah, and then the the teacher has to think, what can I do with the children? I have to put it in one room, yeah, alone. It doesn't work. And the children, the psychology, the psychological stress of the children, the it's the psychological stress also of the teacher. It's unbelievable. I don't have any um, young children. I have older children. Um, I have two grandsons. And that will never happen to them. Ever. Ever happen to them. It won't happen to any of my nieces. Never happen to them. That's good. And Kevin, and this is what uh, Allison, I think, this is what Allison, I think, was talking about, you know, about what's going to happen in uh, California, that right from, right from at home, they even have to bring their cards, uh, I forgot the term that, you know, Allison said that, you know, to be admitted to the school, that to check everything, you know, just to be admitted. So, but when you mentioned, Kevin, you emphasize that it is a spiritual war. I'm with you with that. And because it is a spiritual war, for me, each and every one of us must really do our due diligence in how we live our life, on how we upgrade also that spiritual practice. Because I think this is how this is something that we have to amp up. Okay. So although we come together as a community for immunity and for freedom, every single person must do their work individually at home. And that's again, that's when we go back to uh, really practicing what we know about health because maintaining your health is not complicated. And then that when we can understand the situation better. And yes, yes, in all the history of, of revolution and changes, it's. It's the masses that makes a much big difference. So, Kevin, is it hopeless since there's an upcoming um, choice for governor 
in New Jersey and other places, you know. It, and if you, if we hear a candidate speaking our language, is it good enough to trust that person? I don't think you should trust any elected official on the planet Earth. But I do believe that if you find elected official that you can trust and verify that they will stand on stand on their word and have a and has a history of standing up. I mean, in real time, not fake radicalism, not fake outrage. You know, you know, I come from the era. You know, I'm a, I'm a 1960s baby. You know, we had real you know leaders that were engaged in social justice and doing the work, and then you had the pseudo radicals that put on all the garb and put their hands up, black power, black power, and those were the first ones to sell us out. <laughs> so you gotta you gotta do your due diligence on an elected official. There are some good human beings out there that share our values, love family, love God, love community. You know that are builders and doers. We need to go out and find those people. We need to find our own. Like we're, we're working on building our own housing, like we're working on building our own commerce, like we're building our own schools. We need to find people within our system and get them elected, not find an elected official that's lying to us, find an elected official that we create, find a government official that we create. But in the meantime, get rid of the ones <clears throat> that are presently lying to us right now. As long as they stay around, they're going to be working against us. So, so to your yeah. question, is there if there are a gubernatorial candidate out there that comes from us that we can trust, we should support them. But we should be looking inward. We should be looking inward to find people like yourselves to run and break the system. Because until we break the political system around the world, that's now um, a part of the, the 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 system that's destroying our lives as we know it. We will always be subject to this. So we have to get rid of them. The global gangsters, as you would say, Grace. <laughs> the global criminals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. I like that word, global gangsters. Well, we, I, we can continue more and more, but I, I believe it might be time to wrap it up. And whatever, any more thoughts, any more um, inspiring messages and call to action that you would like to share, Kevin. Please let the audience. Well, you know, I said it in New York. You know, this is very serious. We have to stand up for our rights. You know, I mean, I was I've been channeling Bob Marley for the last couple of months, and you know, and a lot of his music that I listened to 25 years ago, you know, is resonating with me now because I'm actually listening to what he was saying. But I think that it's time mm -hmm. for us to get up and stand up for our rights. It's real simple. Stop watching reality TV, you know, get up off your phones. If you're gonna use your phones, use them as a tool, a powerful tool, a tool to free you, not a tool to be controlled. And, you know, for me, it's about the children. So if you turn your children over to the education cartel and they destroy your children, it's your fault. It's nobody else's fault. If you turn your kids over to them, it's your fault. If you allow them to take your freedoms away from you because you're listening to the, uh, you know, those interesting people out there, it's your fault. Can't blame anybody. Black America, when we start to start dying, our senior citizens, are going to, unfortunately, our senior citizens 
are not going to be dying of natural health. They're going to be dying of, of advanced health. I mean, advanced death, because we're now putting them in a position that they actually believe that this particular injection is going to extend their lives. And you know what's going to happen when those beautiful seniors die? They're going to say, oh, well, you know, he was going to die or she was going to die anyway. He or she Any links? Huh? Right. Any links you want to share? Yes, yes. I, I want everybody to, listen, I want everybody to come and join us at www.urbanglobalhealthalliance. Um, we need contributions to continue to keep doing the work that we do. We're very retail and single focused. Um, public policy education, you know, and advocacy. Of course, I want everybody to come and join us in Freedom Airway. I mean, that is a phenomenal company that's expanding very, very quickly. Um, you know, we're not making any money off of it. We're building the infrastructure because we know that travel is going to be important for our business and for our family and for us to link with other communities. Um, I also want you to go on IPAC um, and, and and look at what we're doing with our consortium, NATAC, NATAC um, consortium. Um, we're raising $300,000 to break the backs of um, the PCR test. Um, I want you to now go tonight, get some popcorn, get your kids in the room, and I want you to go on www.medicalracism.org and watch the documentary that I helped co-produce with CHD, Bobby Kennedy, um, um, Brother Tony Muhammad, Curtis Cost, um, and um, of course, um, our great leader, executive producer, David Sidner. So we're all over the place. We're doing the work. We're an institution that's singular focus on action. Um, so we have a great team of people. You know, I got Dr. Cahill and our partners um, at Freedom Airway. I got my partners at Urban Global Health Alliance. I got Jack Waller, Dr. Healy, um, um, Dr. Lee, Dr. Um, Cahill. We're working on our consortium. So now think about this. They're spending a trillion dollars, probably a quarter, to stop us from speaking. So with your small donations, we can continue to keep beating them because we're beating them. We're winning. Anytime they want to censor you, anytime they want to stop you from moving, that means you're winning. Mm -hmm. And we're winning. We will continue to win um, with your support. So please join us at www.urbanglobalhealthalliance. Urban we'll have all of the other links. Um, um, join us at freedomairway.com, um, uh, medicalracism.org. Um, please, you know, come and, come and see what we're doing. We're trying to save the world one day at a time. We're trying to build relationships with people one, one person at a time, and we're not going to stop doing it. We've committed ourselves to this, but we're very, very realistic, and we're very, very practical, and we're very, very, we're, we're a group of people that have vision. So when you talk about housing, we're working on that now. When you talk about water sources, we're working on that now. When you talk about building a healthy community, which builds a healthy society. We're working on that now. And we're linking with partners all around the world to do that. And um, I love all of you. And um, this has been one crazy week for my family and all of us, but we really appreciate um, all of us. I lost my niece a couple of days ago, about a week ago. So, you know, we all been trying to stay focused on family and stay committed to what we do. And I have a, a wonderful family. You know, we understand what this is all about. So we were raised to build. We were raised to empower. We were raised to educate our community about what the world should be and what world, the world we should be creating together. So 
that's where I'm at today, guys. Amen to that. And with with gratitude, Hartmut and I and the audience who you have followers mm -hmm. in the viewers, we really appreciate everything you do. And from my heart, whenever I'm connecting with um, guests, I always want to really say that please take care because I know that things are rough and you just never know when there'll be accidental something so, so do take care yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I've, been I've been told that a hundred times already but i want to say something yeah. to you grace and i want to say something to you hartman hartman i'm very very proud to have met you grace i adore you hartman this is my second time talking to you and it's just great to know that there are human beings on the planet like you and you know I wouldn't. I can give up three or four hours just to talk to you because guess what? I would rather be no any place else anyway. I mean, what would we be doing right now? Watching TV, listening to the lies on TV, listening to the fake doctors. I call it the scientific cult that now just wants to change what science has been for a billion years. Just want to throw it out the window. But um, I just I cherish um, our friendship, and I hope you protect your families and continue to love your families. And I hope that. You know, we could build a bridge together to see each other in person soon. You know, yeah, and, uh, really great. And, and God bless you. God bless you. Thank you God so much. God bless you too. And and for those who you know, this will be uploaded in in YouTube and in Big Shoot, and we continue to find platforms just in case shadowing, censoring happens in one platform. We could always be in another one. So in my well, language, yeah. I say. My well, if you have me Go on ahead. your show, if you have me on this show, you're going to be shadow banned. So you better start sending. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> you better start sending it around that's, quick. <laughs> but that means that means we're doing good. That's all I say. We're doing right. good when it's happening. Right. So we just continue. They fuel us to do more. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much. It was a real pleasure. Thank you. Bye-bye. So...